Welcome to the Wayside Podcast. I'm Robert Killingsworth. The audio for this episode comes from a sermon that was given during one of our Sunday services. We hope you are encouraged and inspired by today's word. Do you ever get an earworm? You you know, the song that gets stuck in your head and you find yourself humming the tune or singing the words to yourself as you go about your day. For the past several weeks, I've had a song from you too stuck in my head. The, The Irish rock band U2 Their songs many times include spiritual or Christian imagery. And that song that's been in my head is, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Sometimes I don't even realize it until I find myself whistling the tune. We all hope that when we come to worship, or when we study scripture, or when we enter into prayer, we will find what we're looking for. But sometimes it's hard to figure out what it is we're looking for. Are we looking for Jesus? Of course. Or peace or greater faith, the Holy Spirit, comfort, fellowship or spiritual growth. Or for many of us, like the song says, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. The important thing is to keep looking, to keep seeking, to keep asking questions and searching for answers. That U2 song opens with these words. I have climbed the highest mountains. I have run through the fields only to be with you. I wonder if that's what some of the disciples were thinking and how they were feeling as they sat in that locked room after Jesus had died. They were afraid, even though their Lord and teacher, who they had climbed mountains and run through fields to be with, who they knew was the Messiah, had told them that he would be killed and he would rise again on the third day. Even though they believed, they were in that room with the door locked, fearing for their lives. Then Jesus came and stood among them. Not only had they seen him die, but they knew the doors were locked, and yet... There was Jesus standing among them like he had so many times before. He must have known they were scared and he said to them, peace be with you. After they had a chance to see him and rejoice, he said it again and then he gave them their instructions for continuing his presence in the world through their ministry. John's gospel tells us that Thomas was not there with the other disciples in the room and he had a hard time believing when they told him how Jesus had come to them. Thomas 
really gets what I think is an undeserved bad rap when people reflect on this story. They refer to him as Doubting Thomas because he wasn't there for the first appearance. He is called out as being the one who doubted. But really, he didn't doubt any more than the other disciples. Remember that when Mary Magdalene found the tomb empty on Easter morning, she didn't believe until the risen Christ appeared to her and spoke to her. Then she told the disciples, and they did not believe. They locked themselves in a room in fear. They only believed after Jesus appeared to them and showed them his hand and his side. So, when Thomas, who wasn't there, said he wouldn't believe until he saw Jesus and put his finger in the marks of the nails and in his side, he was just speaking what the other disciples had already demonstrated. Then, a week later, when Jesus appeared to them again, he told Thomas to touch his hands and his side. The gospel states that Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. We don't know if Thomas actually touched Jesus. The gospels don't speak to that detail. Perhaps seeing Jesus was enough for Thomas to believe. After Thomas believed, Jesus said, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet come to believe. That is us. None of us were there. None of us saw Jesus in those post-resurrection appearances. But we believe. We believe, though, because of the words of the Gospels that tell us about those who were there and who saw him. Jesus said to the disciples, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said that, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. And with that, the disciples were sent out with the Holy Spirit working in them and through them. Because of their ministry in the world, we believe by faith. Faith in those things that have happened and that will happen that we cannot see or touch. Like Thomas and the other disciples, we all have doubts. Doubt is not the opposite of faith. Our faith is strengthened by doubt. Through doubt, we struggle with our faith. We ask questions. We pray and we listen for answers through the Holy Spirit. And we keep looking. In some of the worst times, in rough times, in crises... We may have doubts about where God is, about how God is present in that situation, but we have to keep looking. Some of the most famous faithful believers 
have had serious doubts and wrestled with their faith over and over again. Having faith and believing doesn't mean finding what we're looking for. It's more about asking the questions and then having the faith to keep praying, to keep wrestling with what we believe, and to keep looking for a deeper personal relationship with God. Henry Nouwen, the Dutch writer, theologian, professor, and Catholic priest, a faithful servant who devoted his life to God, wrote about prayer and about doubt and about his love of Christ. Even though he spent decades serving God in ordained ministry and teaching others about faith, he wrote this, So I am praying while not knowing. I am resting while feeling restless, at peace while tempted, safe while still anxious, surrounded by a cloud of light while still in darkness, in love while still doubting. And I think most of us would agree that Mother Teresa was incredibly faithful, devoting her life to Christ, to serving the poorest of the poor in Calcutta. Yet she had doubts. She had doubts so deep that in 1979, she wrote a letter to her spiritual confidant, Reverend Michael Vanderpeet. She wrote these words, Jesus has a very special love for you. But as for me, the silence and the emptiness is so great that I look and do not see. I listen and do not hear. But she believed, and her faith continued to grow and strengthen as she remained in devoted service to God. And she kept looking, especially when she might have felt like she still hadn't found what she was looking for. The end of John's gospel tells us that Jesus did many other signs that were not included in the book. And it says, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. It is through the sending of the disciples and through the words of the gospel that we have found the belief that Jesus is the resurrected Messiah, the Son of God, our Lord, our Savior. One of the things I love about the Episcopal Church is that it encourages us to ask questions and to work through our struggles when we have doubts. It is completely normal to have doubts. Everyone has doubts. And it strengthens our faith when we keep looking. Toward the end of that U2 song, the lyrics say, You broke the bonds and you loosened chains, carried the cross of my shame. You know I believe it but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. 
we have to keep looking. Never stop looking. Because it is in the doubts and the search that our faith is strengthened. And in the looking that we find a deeper and deeper relationship with God. Amen. Thanks for listening. The Wayside Podcast is a ministry of St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston, Texas. It was created by Ryan Presley and the Reverend Wesley Arning. It is executive produced by Robert Killingsworth. The theme music was written and recorded by Robert Killingsworth. If you're interested in life at St. Martin's, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at St. Martin's Episcopal Church.